family photos depict smiling faces, births, weddings, holidays, children's birthday parties. People take pictures of the happy moments in their lives. Someone looking through our photo album would conclude that we had led a joyous, leisurely existence, free of tragedy. After all, no one ever takes a photograph of something they want to forget. Good morning, Hey, this is not a test. This is rock and roll. He wants mood to filter. He said one and ten thousand years will give you such a crick in the neck. Got to be good looking because he's so hard to see. Day. If you ever disrespect my life again, I will end you. Over me! <laughs> no, no. no matter what anybody says, you always be a prince to me. Hey, hey, ladies and gents. This is NYC Actors Talk, Robin Williams, my dudes, and dudettes. Uh, this is a podcast, if you don't know, a, a, a podcast series where we go through the best performances of Robin Williams and search for his absolute best role. Because, yeah, Hunter, what is his greatest role? That's where we're, we're going to find out. We're here to find this out, ladies and gents, and you're here to find it out with us. Yeah. So uh, enjoy it, please. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, uh, uh, yeah, uh, uh, Hunter, we have, uh, this is, we're, we're almost halfway through this miniseries, uh, and, uh, we have, it has been an emotional roller coaster. We have, uh, we, we went from, uh, a peak Robin to hashtag early boy Robin to hashtag now for this episode, hashtag bad boy Robin. Bad boys, bad boys over here. We love bad boys. You love, and we love specifically bad boy Robin. Or oh, he's do the, we? Or do we? That's what we're going to find out in this episode. We're going to talk about today. And Nick, we got a special guest for this episode, don't we? That's right. Our, we have a very, very special guest today. Uh, the, the wonderful, the iconic, the legendary Nick Sapphire. Boom, boom, boom. It's good to be here. Yeah. Up, guys? Oh, watch out, guys. He's got a gun. <laughs> I never know. You leave with that. We leave with the, uh, what's it called? The nice, uh, you know, beat drop entrance or like, hey, guys, I'm Nick and you're watching Disney Channel. You can pick like eco friendly or that one. Take your pick. Yes. Thank you guys for having me. I'm glad to be here to discuss uh, hashtag bad boy Robin. Yes, yes. Yeah. So yeah, uh the yeah, so <laughs> there's so many versions of this guy. Uh and that's what we love about him. So yeah, the the movie that we're going to discuss today is One Hour Photo. Um 2002. So this was uh yeah, as we were kind of mentioning, yeah, like kind of the end of like the peak of his career where he was like just doing every single movie ever basically. Like he was just like as I think you even mentioned this in Hook, like at that at the at that uh point in his career, he was the highest paid actor of all, of of the uh, of that time, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think he was if not like top like 3. 
with like yeah. Kevin Costner or something like that. Yeah, yeah. I, I know Keanu was in there, right? In the top yeah, 10 yeah, or whatever. Yeah, Keanu was somewhere in there too. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, but yeah, so one hour photo uh, is 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 a uh, kind of more the the more humble, uh, uh, underappreciated era where, you know, he was experimenting more. And, uh, and we mentioned, you know, we already covered this movie a couple of episodes ago, but in the same year he did this movie, he also played another bad guy, a uh, villainous role in Insomnia. Um, so he did both Insomnia and One Hour Photo in the same year. Yeah. What was going on? It, what was going on in his life that he chose? Like he did the two villain roles ever in his career in the same year. Yeah, it, it must. It was a dark streak. And uh, <laughs> it, it, but 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 really though, I mean, like you know, it's it's very interesting to like you know see the the kind of different corners of his career. This is yeah. This is in a lot of ways the dark period. Yeah, yeah. I found this one more so than Insomnia. Like I felt like two similar characters but this one was more sad and more just i don't know i found this one really sad yeah this uh comedy this ain't uh i this this has to be the darkest movie we've covered so far uh and and especially when it comes to his performance like like he literally makes zero jokes yeah even though i found myself laughing at some points i did <laughs> just because i it, it was like Awkward as absolute hell. <laughs> yeah, dude. And and when he's sitting on the toilet, it's hilarious. Yes. <laughs> the, once again, and I will repeat this as many times as I have asked you in the course of my life. There is nothing more iconic now that I've seen this movie in the history of Robin Williams than him sitting <laughs> on the toilet of a tr while trespassing in someone's home admiring the uh, the furniture and the architecture of the house while taking a shit in somebody's <laughs> home. And, and, and for the record, it's all a dream. It's not even real. Yeah, it's not even real. <laughs> just well, drove never, me crazy. You never dream about shitting in someone's house? Just like <laughs> right. you smiling? Just like me. Well, yeah. Uh, I'm shitting in someone's house. He's having a time house. of his life. It's this is like X-rated, uh, what's it called? HGTV. That's what that is for Robin Williams <laughs> in that moment. That dude is like, that dude is getting a nice tour of someone's home. He's like, hmm, the best way to know a home is to take a shit in it. <laughs> Having the time of his life there. I like your, I like your flusher. <laughs> But yeah, so this is a very interesting movie. Uh, let's let's go down the line. Uh, uh, Hunter, what are your overall thoughts, initial overall thoughts on the movie, One Hour Photo? Okay, initially, I turned this movie on, and boom, it drops you right in. It's got this intense music. It's got the font. It's got everything. And I, I, I watched it with my dad, and I was like, oh, man, this ain't. This ain't funny boy Robin Williams no more, man. This is not the even Insomnia, like like the, I don't know. I feel like that was more of Al Pacino's movie and Robin Williams just like kind of came in and did a wonderful job in it. But mm. this one was like his movie and it was creepy. And so the movie, as it progressed, I was like, this man is the most awkward man on the face of the earth. And I feel terrible for him. <laughs> and Robin Williams does an excellent freaking job i did not recognize him in this movie i had no idea if somebody like if this was the first robin williams movie i had ever seen and then i went to like watch i don't know like hook or something like that i'd be like 
the same dude. I was blown away. And the movie, I thought the movie was actually pretty good too. The pacing I thought was, was nice. It didn't overstate its welcome at all. Um, yeah, I, I enjoyed this movie. I don't know how much I enjoyed this movie yet. I, I will know after I, after I talk about it a little bit, uh, with you guys. Uh, but yeah, I enjoyed it. And Robin Williams is fantastic as almost always. Yeah, I mean, like, uh, and and before I, I turn it to you, Nick, yeah, I, I think it's super interesting that you said that he was unrecognizable in this role, because actually, when they screened this movie, uh, I think at the Sundance Film Festival, um, he, Robin overheard viewers saying they forgot it was him, like in the movie, like, they, like, literally, he was unrecognizable to to audience members, like, so that's super interesting, especially because he's had, at this point, like, such a long you know, a uh, uh, career like he's been in so many movies that people love. So it's super interesting to to know that some audience members really did not know it was him. Yeah, not I. Not lots of actors can can do that. Like yeah, like but and I agree with them. Like the way his like like he dyed his hair. He's wearing glasses. The way he carries himself. Um, and we'll get into it more. But yeah, such such an awkward person as you mentioned, Hunter. Yeah, it's it's really really intriguing the way he portrays this guy in the movie. Uh, Nick, uh, what are yeah, your yeah yeah yeah? Uh, what, what are your overall thoughts on One Hour Photo? <laughs> well, you know, you know what's funny that's, is that's that me that's me taking a picture. By the way, <laughs> no, I figured it was very good. <laughs> um, no, what's interesting is the I had the same opinion on it, but. In a, in a different uh, in, a, in a different context, meaning I thought it was so good and so unre- I, I agree that you know it's, it seemed like such a different role with Robin Williams and like you know there are some times like this is this can't be the same guy that did Goodwill Hunting or you know or or Mrs. Doubtfire. But at the same time, I, I kept saying that the reasons why he seemed so unrecognizable was because of the qualities of him that were recognizable to me. Now, what I mean by that is there were so, there's so many neuroses that he does when he acts like he has this little, like awkward giggle when he like, you know, where he just like sort of like grins to the side of a camera and his nose scrunches up like, and he does it in every movie he's in. I can't name a movie where he hasn't done that. Like even in goodwill hunting where like, uh, you know, where he's talking about on the bench scene where he's talking about his wife, um, you know, there's a moment where he like has like a fond memory of it and the same kind of thing happens. He does that in every role, but it was, you know, this is, here we are, uh, you know, he's playing the villain, this really, really disturbed human being, but it's Robin Williams still. It was the same, like, it was those qualities to him that made it so good in my mind. Cause it was so, it was just like, he, he was just like a normal human being. It wasn't him trying to be creepy version of Robin Williams. It was just Robin Williams, but like the character is just creepy as hell and it was the natural aspects of him and the charming moments that i thought were the creepiest because he came across as just a friendly dude on the outside and i thought he did a fantastic job of the moments where he is around other characters coming across as like the good guy who's been doing his job for x amount of years um you know hasn't like wouldn't hurt a fly um and he actually reminded me of you know, either like that, that neighbor on the block or like, we all have like a version of this, that neighbor yeah. that like, and I have like, uh, like three people that came to mind. There's like a waiter 
when my family and I go on family vacations, who we know for 20 years, who is a very isolated person and just, you know, <laughs> might be a serial killer now that I'm thinking. Who about knows? It. <laughs> but he, uh, he just like is the friendliest dude and, you know, knows everything about like uh, the people that he knows from over the years coming to the restaurant and became like sort of like an uncle to people by just serving them food over the years. <laughs> oh God. You know, and like, right. And, so, right, and I'm only thinking this because we just watched this movie, but like, Oh my God. <laughs> right. But like, that's what came to my mind. Watch out. Of, right. <laughs> if you don't hear from me ever again, you know why. <laughs> oh no. Um, but like, uh, but like he is like the sweetest, sweetest man, like in real life, like this guy is like such a sweetheart, but I'm saying that that's why the character to me was so creepy because it said, it seemed so normal. It seemed like such a normal guy and, and the job itself. I mean, I think they did a brilliant job in picking what his character's job was going to be because it was so like minuscule and just like what, like, I, I just love how it lent to the idea of him just watching other people's lives happen. And he's just on the, like the. Uh, sort of the benches, just watching it all happen through the photos and never getting to actually be a part of the memories, which is why that, uh, you know, the final photo, which I don't know if you care about spoiling that or not. No, um, no, go ahead. Okay. Oof, you know, that, the, oof, that the, final the, photo. The final photo where he is like the uncle in the photo and he's the one with his hand around the sun. I mean, that's crazy to me. And it just like does a, a great job of telling where this character's psyche is and the whole thing just felt like a giant episode of criminal minds to me <laughs> um you know uh, we, uh like where he just was such a i mean granted like way better in terms of the production value and like the the character but um he was just like yeah man i thought he i thought he was phenomenal because it was robin williams it wasn't like you know like showing a like you know ooh, robin williams can do sinister evil no it was just him being the great parts of Robin Williams just in another context. And, and that's why I, that's why I loved it. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, very well said, yeah. Nick. Uh, Thank you. Yeah. I think, uh, I think you've made some really, really good points and, and uh, yeah, uh, I'm going to have to agree with you guys. I thought it was uh, very good. I might even say I loved it, I think, but once again, like you, Hunter, I think we'll, we'll have to talk about it some more to see, where I land because like, I, I, I don't know if the movie is like completely perfect, but what movie is, but, but you know what I mean? Like I have a few nitpicks here and there, but I, I agree with everything you guys are saying that like, guys, we got to talk about Robin Williams, Robin Williams, Robin Williams. He, I, he, he's already had an incredible career, but this is, this is something I've never seen from him before. And we keep saying that in the, in the, in the series, but this time I think, it really is true because like this might be the most different and surprising performance I've seen from him. He, he play and, and we were mentioning this too, but he plays someone who is lonely. Like he's an outsider. And, and, and you, you, you said it, Nick, that like, you know, his life is basically observing other lives. Um, he's so lonely that he'll do anything to be a part of this family. And uh, he's our POV character. So you're, you're forced to empathize with him and you're experiencing everything almost everything he does in the entire movie he, he's scary and, and manipulative but you understand him so well by the end of the movie that that after everything he does you're still on his side right uh, and he he plays it with with warmth 
which you know i think he he kind of injects into everything but with this one it's it's so surprising because he's a he's a bad guy but like he's our main guy and uh but but also yeah he plays it truthfully and 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 someone who thinks he's right and that he's the good guy in in this story because in all intents and purposes he kind of is just because like that's the guy we're following so it's just well, and like, also that yeah sorry they, they do like such a good job with like the um when you're you're also it's so easy to like him because they make the dad so unlikable because yeah. he's cheating on his wife you know and they and they like paint that up and so you know you're naturally going to favor him because uh even even though he's the psychopath yeah you know um because <laughs> we're, uh, we're, we're, we we ha- we love this the psychopath <laughs> right right he means he is the one who is like actually you know cares about the uh the wife cares about the son goes to the soccer game which also that's the one part where i like i was like hmm i don't know about this or maybe it's on the maybe it's just my judgment on the coach in terms in terms of like the fact that the soccer coach just lets you know the the uh, forgive me what's the name of the son again Did you uh, guys I, think, remember? I think jacob i think J- uh, uh jake 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 you're right um uh that he just lets jake you know go off with this stranger who's never been there before <laughs> to walk home and then yeah. and, and like you know hey jake you okay and he's like yeah all right Good luck. It's uh, it's, un- it's, un- it's Uncle Sai. It's Uncle Sai. Uncle Sai. <laughs> I'm like that would never fly. That would never. Oh, absolutely fly. not. Not in this climate, no. baby. No. <laughs> uh, no, but uh, but yeah, uh, but yeah. So like, but he plays it like like childlike, and as I, I think as we'll get into with his performance, that makes a lot of sense. Um, and, uh, it, yeah, he'll make you feel uncomfortable, but he'll also make you feel sympathy for such a desperate guy. And, and he, he never plays evil, like you guys were, were mentioning. Instead, even scarier, someone who actually exists in real life right now. Yeah. Well, I also, I, I'm sorry. Oh, wait, uh, Hunter, go ahead. Uh, no, something I was going to say was that, um, something that I noticed that I thought was I don't know if they meant to do this, but I thought it was brilliant how it shows his apartment. Right. And then it shows like, Oh, he stole a few photos, just a few photos on his little thing. And then it shows his apartment again, like a few minutes later. And then it's a full wall of photos. And I was like, man, it's funny how like you really forgive him for just a few photos, just a few minutes earlier. It's like, well, it's just a few photos. Say sad and lonely. It's just a few photos. And then it shows the big shit. And it's like, what the fuck? And then a few minutes later, it's like, but he's, he's just a sad, lonely guy. It's okay. It's all right. 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 Like you're, you're almost, you're almost uh, deluding yourself as an audience member. Like, but, but he's, but he's kind of nice. He's a nice, right, right. he's, he's, he's kind of a nice excuses. guy. Yeah, exactly. Like you're trying to make yeah. excuses. Yeah. The, well, that was also, that was also such a, uh, a great shot also, because I like, I remember, you know, like you zoom out and then, there's a moment where you see the entire wall in a wide shot and it's just Robin Williams sitting in his chair, looking at the TV, I think, um, you know, and right, right. And, you know, but like they hold on that shot for uh, maybe like 30 seconds or so. Maybe it wasn't that long, but it felt like a long shot that was like just one continuous take. And I thought that was brilliant because, you know, you're just getting uh, a, a, like it just does such a good job of giving a sense of, how how like normal that is to him and the fact that like this has been the entire nine years maybe longer since it i think it was before the kid was born right 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, that yeah. He, yeah, which is crazy, crazy. Yeah, I mean, that, like, yeah. yeah, I mean, like, you know, he's chilling out, watching The Simpsons, like, we stan. <laughs> but, 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 but also, yeah, he's, he's a little creepy, it's, even in the beginning. Like, I like how they don't shy away from that, like, in the beginning. Like, we actually see, like, okay, like, he's already a bit there, like, he's already a bit disturbed, um, which we find out in the, at the end of the movie why he is that way. Um, but we'll we'll get to that later. But but yeah, I also like just the really like little touch of like he's not done with his uh, row of photos yet. Like it's not complete, yeah, it's not completely uh, finished. Yeah, he's plan he's planning for more. He's like, I'm, <laughs> I'm doing this for years, man. I'm just gonna keep doing it. He, and you know, he's, he's a, yeah, nothing can go wrong. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's he's playing he's he's playing the long game. But then he finds out. He goes, oh, my gosh, dad is messing around. You know what? Yeah. I'm Uncle freaking Zai. I'm going to come in and I, <laughs> it's so weird. Dude, oh, can we just talk about how he sees the book in her bag and then buys the book? Oh, yeah. And then she's like, oh, my gosh, she's read that. And then he's he's reading it. He's like, oh, yeah, like he says this. And then he immediately puts it away after she's gone. I was like, <laughs> what up? That was like the moment where I was like, all right, he's not just like a weirdo, right? Like he's not just a little messed up. He's a fucking psychopath. Yeah, like he's really manipulative. Like like he like he really is like manipulating almost every situation uh when he's with the, uh any of the members of the family. Like like yeah, as we mentioned before, like the soccer game and and uh and the book, uh, taking out the book and 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 everything uh at the end. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. You know, that, that, that part was a little, um, that was the one part that was a little odd to me because and not that it was odd. I meant that, uh, the story didn't progress in the way I thought it was going to right. with, uh, with when that happened, because I thought it was going to lead towards the idea of him somehow getting closer to the family, you know, and then there being a, like, you know, a moment where, uh, you know, the dad doesn't trust him because they established that early on. Uh, Will doesn't trust him, but uh, the wife, uh, you know, feels comfortable and does trust him because he's established that, you know, it, at several moments, right? It's been Cy. We've known him for years at the store. Really nice guy. I've seen him lately at, you know, at the mall and maybe one or two other spots. Uh, and he's reading the same book as me. He seems like, you know, a nice, friendly guy that I can talk to since I feel isolated from my husband. Um, and I thought they were going to build it where there was going to be sort of this, this tense, this tense pull between, um, you know, Cy not being trusted by the husband and being a voice of reason and, uh, and empathy to the wife and the son being the father that, that, uh, and the husband sort of that they didn't have at the moment with, with Will. So it was weird that it didn't progress in that way to me because I thought they were building to that but don't get me wrong i loved how it went about but yeah yeah no no no. i i actually agree with you nick i i uh I, I have a few quibbles with this movie not a lot though but there there are a few things that i think hold the, the movie itself back from being like maybe like a total like uh masterpiece but yeah best movie, I, ever. Best movie. yeah just just held back a little bit from being the best movie of all time ever uh, <laughs> I say that for every movie, uh, but it's not the best movie I've ever seen. But uh, but yeah, I do agree though that like I think maybe at, uh, in the third act by the end we needed maybe a few more interactions with Sai and the family just to kind of cement his just like obsession with them. And I think if we had a few more scenes just like 
where you were kind of mentioning Nick, like maybe like a poll between like, you know, do we like this guy? Is it too far? I think we needed to just kind of maybe conclude like how that all those dynamics, uh, how the, all those dynamics fell at, at the end of this movie. I think we needed a little bit more of that. Um, Hunter, what did you think about like the direction uh, at the end of the movie? Yeah, I I think they didn't go that direction because I feel like he lacked the social skills to do that. You know what I mean? Like, and I, I think that it's shown perfectly when he's dealing with the, with the, uh, the guy that comes to fix the, the printer. Yeah. And like, he's just like yelling at him and like screaming at him and stuff like that. And I was like, Oh dude, this guy's like, and he's like nice only because he's like a little fly in the wall. You know what I mean? But like, he's not very nice and he doesn't have a lot of good social skills. And I feel like the, the woman, the mom, like even the kid fucking realized it and like, Hey, no, I can't have that toy. My parents would let me. What the fuck are you doing here? Yeah, it's like, I, it's I, I weird. Yeah, I got that vibe from even the kids. So I'm like, I think that's why I didn't go in that direction. Yeah, I, I, I also would have liked to see it go there just because that would have been exciting. Yeah, I think it, it is interesting that like, yeah, like they don't like completely spell it out. But like just the way the, the characters interact with him. He doesn't see it, of course, because that's the character we're following. But like the other characters are definitely like. Yeah, this guy's weird. Uh, <laughs> bye. But like, you know, it's it's like, yeah, like the 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 son is pretty like a pretty moral character. Like in the beginning, he notices like, oh, he's sad. You know, mm-hmm. I want to. I'm thinking about him, and and yeah, like refusing to take the toy, and it just goes to show that like it's it's something that his that Sai lacks. That he doesn't uh, he doesn't understand social cues, and he doesn't understand right and wrong. But because we're we're once again we're forced to just like live with this guy, we just kind of see it all play out without there being like a totally obvious like what I'm doing is wrong kind of like scene. Yeah, I I do have a problem with what the movie did when um when the cops kind of got involved. I was like, why did he let that? Ha- he knew that was going to happen. Why did he do that? And they don't ever answer it. I feel like also uh, uh Asian Coulson is in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> we love to see it a very young <laughs> a very young uh what's the actor's name uh clark greg clark greg a very young clark greg oh also a very young uh 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 principal from community jim rash the the porn guy yes oh. yeah yeah Dude, i was <laughs> wait like, wait what <laughs> He, he played, remember at the beginning when uh, uh, Robin Williams' characters are like, yeah, there's like a lot of people that come in or whatever. And he's like, and then you have the porn guy, the amateur <gasps> porn guy, and it's him. The Dean. The Dean, yeah. yeah. <gasps> <laughs> that oh was such a funny part. He was so ashamed the entire, like, that. that that's what I picture it's like to, you know, uh, like do anything like that in real life. I mean, I, I, could you imagine? Because that definitely is a thing that those guys in those jobs had to deal with at some point. And they're just like, I'm going to print these out for you now. <laughs> <laughs> also, uh, rem- remember one hour photo stores? Because <laughs> I don't. Yeah, no, I don't. <laughs> no, I don't. Like very, I have very little memories. I actually, maybe I vaguely remember like my parents maybe taking me to a st- like a store like that where, you know, a, a part of the to mall. To get your photos printed? Yeah, to get your photos printed. A part of the mall yeah. where you're, where, a part of the mall where your photos are printed. But yeah, besides, besides that, yeah, it's, it's interesting that this is such a dated 
concept, but it's but it's still really relatable because of social media. I was thinking that I was like, dude, like this film, like, yeah, it's dated only because it's uh, like film photos. But, oh, dude, people fake their shit all the time on Instagram and stuff like that. Like, oh, nobody takes a photo of like what's actually happening. You know what I mean? Right. And that that monologue you did at the beginning of our episode, uh, it kind of a kind of like mentions that like, hey, like you only see a, a two-dimensional version of someone's life through a photo so like everything's right. everything's perfect and hunky-dory but like you don't you don't really uh, get the nuance and complexities of someone's life in a photo absolutely i mean and that and that like it's interesting that you say that because it also that definitely relates to everything with social media because you know you, you how often is it that you you don't see i forget what the study was but like uh you know you don't see photos of people you know or or like things that normally where people will show in their everyday life you know when they are down and out it's very rare when that happens which is why so many people are like uh have uh cases of fear of missing out fomo as the cool kids say uh because you know <laughs> because you'll see, you know, these photos or these videos of people, uh, you know, having the time of their life. And you're like, hmm, I'm not having that good of a time right now. So what's wrong with me? You know, but when, when in reality, no one is always perfect like that. And so photos, social media, same thing. In this exactly. Case. Which yeah. is why, like, I think we all mentioned, like, there, like, there are people out there like Psy. Like, so that, that kind of loneliness of, like, oh, th- like, these other people are having a better life than I am. I'm so lonely. I have no one in my life. It's like, yeah, that, like, that's why I think that's part of the relatability and, 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 and sympathy of this, of this character. Cause, like, yeah, he's a bad guy, but, but, you know, he, but we, we totally understand where he's coming from. Yeah. And also like times people like they're like this uh, or people out there like uh, Robin Williams character, but like times a million because like Robin Williams only gets like, a, I mean, not, like a few customers, you know what I'm saying? But like on Instagram, you see fucking everybody. So like, <laughs> imagine if they did this movie with Instagram. Well, they my kinda, word. <laughs> actually, well, it's interesting that you mentioned that. I, I, someone made a comparison online. I was like, oh yeah. Uh, have you guys heard of Ingrid Goes West? Yes, the movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Aubrey Plaza, Elizabeth Olsen. Uh, that's kind of uh, this this uh, this age's one hour photo. I haven't seen it. How? Uh, but it's like either. that. Oh, oh. So, you, so you guys have heard of it, but you haven't seen it. But, yeah. uh, but uh, I've watched it. Yeah, it's kind of the same thing where it's like this obsessive. Uh, kind of broken character like just like obsessing over this one girl's instagram Aubrey, Aubrey plaza plays like the stalker um and so like she pretends to be this like perfect version of like 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 who she would like uh elizabeth olsen uh like she, she tries to be her friend and so she acts like this other person oh, and so like it's interesting that like yeah like like you're right it's this uh, one hours a, a one hour photo is like this times a hundred now because of social media yeah that's that's interesting that's really interesting how they did that yeah so that's why i think this movie's even though you know this movie you know obviously one hour photo and all that you know cameras in general like an actual camera uh you know because we got that shit on our phones baby but like (laughs) yeah you know like just the those concepts and 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 everything like yeah they're dated now but like just like the themes and the relatability of the characters or of Psy being lonely and, and, and everything, you know, that's, that's very timeless, I think. Yeah. 
it also made me like and I'm one of the weirdos I carry around like in my car like a film camera everywhere I go. Yes. But I was like, Man, the way that this movie um talks about like photography and stuff like that it was like, "Oh, I don't know why it just makes me want to go take photos too though." <laughs> like yeah, I was like, yeah. Man, the way it talks about it is so cool. Yeah, it's so cool. Uh, speaking of cameras, uh, I think the cinematography is very good in this movie. Uh, I think it's wonderful. It's shot on a on a wonderful. It's shot on wonderful thirty five millimeter. So it's got that grainy look. We love the grain. Oh, yeah, give me the grain. Oh yeah. Uh, the the shots the. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> Uh, the, the the shots are meticulous and the primary color of white in, in scenes like the store and the interrogation room are striking. And I think that shows his cold and confined life. Yeah. Dude, Damn. that's awesome. <laughs> Damn, dude. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I think, uh, again, like the moments that stuck out to me in terms of the shots are the uh, there. There are so many moments where. It just holds on him in it. Like, you know, like, for example, you brought up before when they're uh, they're like, let's send him good thoughts or whatever when they pray for him, uh, you know, and uh, uh, think good things when the uh, when they do that, you go to him. And I think he was in his kitchen, which also was incredibly white and bright also. And he's just standing there, uh, you know, like holding the position and like, you know, just alone with his his thoughts. And those kind of shots I love because you just like uh, in general, but in this case, you just get a sense of like how, uh, you know, broken he is in a lot of ways where like, you know, just just like the lack of movement and lack of things going on in his life. And you have no idea what he's thinking about in that moment. He looks deep in thought. Sure, you can go with the um, the spiritual thing where like, you know, perhaps there's some connection but between the prayer or whatever they think about him and what he's thinking at that moment. But uh, in actuality, I think it's just like, you know, juxtaposing where you have like this really, really heartful and uh, great moment where they are uh, being generous and trying to send him good thoughts. And you go to him and he just is like the polar opposite and just completely isolated in the world. And it's so sad. And you can see, um, I think, and they do a good job of this, I, I think, where they just sort of progress his character. Where he goes from, you know, where he is at the beginning, where he's creepy guy, uh, but you know, not not where he is at the end. They do such a good job, I think, of mm -hmm. showing that kind of growth and how you know he goes from wherever he's been for the last nine years um, to, which is, I think, where we start. I don't think there has been a lot of progression up to that point um, to him getting fired and then, like you know, everything spiraling out of control after that. Yeah, like every every plot beat makes sense as to like it 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 helps the deterioration of this guy just like going basically like uh, well I I and I really want to mention this and get into it later but like kind of turning it to his father you know uh, as and we'll get into that some more later but but uh, I think you you mentioned something really interesting stillness I think his stillness in uh, Robin's stillness in the performance. Uh, is amazing and I think like anytime he's like deep in thought or just like completely still your heart breaks a little and like you know that like whatever he's thinking it ain't good <laughs> um what's it called the the part where right before uh the manager he's on his uh lunch break 
Did you guys catch what the sign above him said? No, uh, no, 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 no. I thought it was so interesting and like really the, th- I don't know. I felt like it encompassed the movie so well. The sign and like the store or whatever, it was all like, um, like something, something about the, cor- uh, the customers. We are nothing without them. And I was like, fuck, why is that so like in this context? I'm like, yeah. Fuck. He took he read that one day and said, You're right. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that's so true though, because like he's so dependent on other people that like he's a shell. Yeah, and like he just took he's like, I'm nothing without her. I'm nothing without like the people that come into my I and then fucking spiraled from there. I don't know. I felt like that was such an like and not like important sign, but like if you catch it, it's like, what the fuck is weird? <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Uh, but uh, yeah, what were you going to say, Nick? I was, no, I was going to say that that's like one of those, you know, cool little Easter egg moments, sort of where like, you know, it's like it's hidden, but it's not hidden. You know, and uh, I, I agree, dude. That's, I, I didn't see that, but I'm just picturing now him just like walking into the cafe, like the, like the employee cafeteria or whatever it is. And one day being and seeing that and being like, hmm. This is what I've been saying all along. Now it must be true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Society is is uh, is telling me yes. <laughs> it's a sign. Uh, and I I love how you mentioned little details. And uh, actually, after researching a little bit about the movie Hunter, I I, I did notice uh, upon reinspection some more little details that I thought were purposeful and 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 kind of gain an additional insight into the character of Sai. Um, there's a few things. So like, especially after you're done with the movie, like you realize, okay, so there's the scene where he's sitting on the kid's bed at the store, like the little Hello Kitty bed. And and it's like, okay. Like I mentioned childlike and it's like, yeah, because in a way he is like, he has the mentality of a kid where it's like, he just wants to go to his room, go to his, you know, sit in his bed and just like be alone. And it's like, it's like, it's like how a kid would like go, like sit on the bed, you know, and, you know, and it was just really, yeah, just really interesting how he would tap into that in like multiple times in this movie is just like, so, uh, uh, sympathetic, but also so like, oh man, like, I can't believe this guy, you know, is, is like this and like, and him enjoying, uh, and crying over Jacob's photos, I think is a really, because at first I was like, oh, what's the, like, I'm like, it's well acted, but like, what's the point of this? And then when you feel, you realize later, like the photos he takes at the end and it's like, oh, okay. It's like the little things to him. It's the little positive things in life. It's not the pictures that he, his character was involved with as a child, but instead it's, 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 it's good things. It's, it's little things, it's childlike things. And so for him to see those childlike pictures and then, and then for him to realize it's very much like his own life and he breaks down, it's so, uh, yeah, it's just so sad. And, uh, and you, and you just feel, you just feel that moment because of his performance of like turning, like, you know, awe, turning in like a, uh, playing awe, and then playing just like despair, it's just so sad. And then, and then one last thing: uh, him mentioning the book, uh, uh, pulling out the book, and then he mentions fear, uh, and he says, uh, "Oh, it's something like in the book." And he turns the page, and he says something like, "The things we fear the most have already happened to us." So that kind of indicates a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when I when he read that, me and my dad literally at the same time go. 
deep. <laughs> we love it <laughs> but yeah i mean there's so many other details i think if i would watch it again i'd be like "Ooh, yeah yeah i also wonder what the inspiration was at least for because nick you mentioned um how it was shot i wonder if there was any inspiration like for how they shot it because like to me it, it, it also looked like a foreign film almost for some reason, like the the color scheme and just like some like I don't I don't want to say wide angles because like some of them weren't that, but like just it was filmed just so not like usual, you know what I mean? Like just where some of like the the people placement and like how it's angled a little bit. Do you mean like usual within the genre or like just uh? How do you mean? Uh, just like I don't know, just in like American film anyway you know what i mean yeah like, yeah and i i i, I like that about it yeah uh this this was directed by mark uh romanek is a is i think how you pronounce his last name and he did like he only did a couple of things he does a lot of music videos i i know he did johnny cash's i hurt myself today oh wow all right um but yeah i uh, he's Directed a yeah a couple of things. It looks like yeah a lot of documentaries, short films, music videos, some TV shows. So yeah, not a lot of. I don't think a lot of movies. So it's yeah this is and oh, it's, wow. yeah it's interesting though yeah I mean like it's a yeah. it's really it's really well directed and shot. That's crazy. Well, yeah, what was what was cool about it also I thought though like uh, was there's a lot of shots in there and I I, I honestly don't believe that it was intended this way but it just uh you know looking at it from knowing you know your modern thriller horror films and like the the films that tend to be the ones that stick out like you know i'm, I'm thinking of uh, like a lot of a24 films you know like you have like hereditary midsummer and like a lot of the shot like anything that ari oster has ever done honestly that that, that director um uh but like a lot of the shots in it uh are definitely not influenced by him because it was before him. But, uh, you know, but like, I, I don't know where they're grabbing it from because this is in within like the, or can be within the thriller genre uh, without a doubt. And there are some shots in there that I'm like, this is ahead of its time in a lot of ways, because this is so different from insomnia one, but also, you know, you have like the wide shots and then uh, they, you know, the slowly like for, I keep going back to it, but like the slow zoom out for when you see his, in a par- his apartment and then the whole, like the still shots, but a lot, like you said, Hunter, a lot of wide angles. And then there's like one or two shots within like the moments where, uh, we break reality for a second where, uh, they do a bit of a Dutch angle. And I'm like, this is like modern horror film cinematography here. And it's crazy that they were ahead of that in, in a lot of ways, or like maybe they just, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. It was just really yeah. cool. So the the cinematographer, uh, he did Fight Club, uh, he did The Social Network, The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, Gone Girl. So so he's he's iconic, and we don't even fucking know it. Yeah, he's a great cinematographer. We well, he's iconic. Yeah, we had no idea how iconic he was. <laughs> no idea. We're here fucking like worshiping the ground he walks on, and we have no idea what he's done. But now <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm like. I'm, I'm like, this guy is great. He should really do more films. Then you look him up. It's like, oh, oh shit. Oh, that's <laughs> oh, oh. So, so he did every great movie of all time. Ever, yeah. ever. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that's super interesting. I I didn't know that. Uh, what else? Yeah. Um. It, yeah. So it's like a a, a thriller 
kind of horror. Oh, by the way, uh, uh, what what did you guys think of the scene where it's a dream and his eyes are bleeding? Scared uh, the fuck out of me. <laughs> when he screamed, it was like louder than all of the rest in the movie. And I went, oh my Jesus Christ. And then his eyes bleed and I was like, what the, where the fuck did this come from? Yeah, I don't know what it means. Like, the, I don't know the purpose of it, but it was just fucked up. <laughs> yeah, I, I I spent a solid 10 minutes because we paused the movie momentarily because dinner had just arrived. <laughs> like, you, like you paused it just at the point when his eyes are right. just, his, his eyes are bleeding out and it's bursting. Literally a moment after, I paused it right after that happened and I turned to my parents and I'm like, because I'm watching with both of them and I'm like, what just happened? <laughs> <laughs> was this a part of the plot? <laughs> what is this? You know what should have happened was that that that's the opening scene, and and you know his uh, his eye the blood is gushing out of his eyes, and then freeze frame, and then you get a, a voiceover from Robin Williams, that, and it goes, "You're probably wondering how I got in this situation." <laughs> <laughs> it all started. Let me tell you. <laughs> Let me tell you, kids. Say here. Oh. Yeah, but I yeah I, I yeah I don't get the purpose of it, but I thought it was it was weird, man. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. And I have oh. a, a back. To, oh, sorry, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no, I, I wanted to ask you guys. Okay, other than Robin Williams, who did fantastic in this movie, what do you guys think of the other acting performances here? Well, I think like he's the star. Robin's the star. It's mm-hmm. his movie. He's the the character we get inside. The, he's the character we get most inside his head. So, like, you know, we're, we're f- mostly on him, but I do think uh, Connie Nielsen, right? Connie Nielsen? Uh, as the wife, the mother, uh, she did a good job. Um, and I really liked the boss. He was a jerk, but also, like, you kind of get it. Because, like, yeah, like, like uh, Sai is, like, spacing out at work and being weird. So, like, you get it, but also you're, you're, you're kind of on Sai's side. So you're kind of like, fuck you, dude. Oh, when he goes, you can't come in the store anymore. I was like, hey, dude, you can't fucking do that. <laughs> <laughs> Unacceptable. <laughs> I don't care if this fucking guy has weird photos of everyone ever. <laughs> Yeah, you can't say anything. <laughs> he has a but, uh, right to go in the store. Yeah, yeah, he has. A, he totally has a right. He was from uh, the guys from Office Space. The the actor. Um, yes, he's the, he's the guy with the glasses. That's like, hey, can you uh, do this for me or something? Yeah, dude. When I saw him, I was like, okay, this guy. He has to get killed in this movie. I was really hoping that he got killed for some reason. <laughs> well, I I thought something was going to go wrong with that when. Um, Robin Williams, uh, when what's it called? When he sends the uh, the photos that he took of the guy's daughter, which th- I'm not even kidding. Like, there were a lot of parts in this movie that I'm like, I oh, that was like ah, about, but but that part, like, I legitimately had chills down my neck um, because that was just like so, like every photo was just a, cl- a zoomed in photo of her his daughter playing, and I was like, that's so creepy. That's so creepy. And I thought it was going to like, you know, then cut to, you know, back over there and or like, you know, or like him just like parked outside the house. And and th- that's also the the scariest part also. Right. That you don't that you don't see it. You don't see it. You don't see it happen. But not not just with that, with that. And then also at the very end, you are like in my head, I'm just like, when's he going to kill somebody? 
in my head, I'm thinking that the entire time, who's going to die? I thought for sure the dad was going to be dead. I thought also that uh, actually a will was going to be beheaded because of the photos being scratched oh. <laughs> out of his of his head. I thought that's like how it was going to end, but that was just like you know my dark my dark mental state. <laughs> um, but uh, but uh, you know just like that was also very interesting. How you know you're not sure what he's capable of the entire time. And it ends up being probably that he never even, maybe if it was pushed in the wrong way, maybe he would have, but you know, at the end, it didn't seem like he ever was even actually close to doing anything. What's so interesting about this movie, I think at least the most uh, brilliant part of the movie to me is like the last 10 or so minutes. Like I, I, yeah, it's interesting. This is a thriller, and he's playing like a creepy stalker bad guy, and he doesn't kill anyone in this movie. Um, like, you think that because you see him like in the interrogation room in the beginning of the movie, and you know, he's, he's, uh, you know, they're talking to him like, oh, what, like, what you did, you know, like, you got to tell us, you know, everything. And you're thinking, yeah, that he probably killed the father, the, the husband. Because it's it's it really is looking like that, you know. It's it's looking like that's where it's the movie's gonna go, um, and so I think something more disturbing and and more and and because it's a movie, uh, more interesting uh, happens. Uh, uh, so, guys, let's talk about the scene, the scene where uh, he's taking the pictures um, of the uh, you know of the husband and his, and his uh, mistress. Now, I, it's very disturbing obviously um and it's and it's a lot but i thought from an acting standpoint it was brilliant yeah how the fuck i mean he got to a place where i don't know he was just, he was he was there he was there and i i didn't want to be there <laughs> <laughs> right cuz it's uh it's just it's like I, I I wouldn't even know like from an acting standpoint like what kind of place you had to you have to be to like get there but yeah whoa yeah and also all I could think of were the other two actors Robin Williams just screaming at you put that thing in your mouth no don't do it just pretend pretend yeah no, smile it's... smile you're just supposed to be enjoying this smile it's like Jesus Ugh. Like it's just, oh, uh, Nick. What did, what did you think of that scene? I just like uh, it's just such, it's such a different. You know, I'm just thinking like this is Robin Williams. This is the guy from you know Mrs. Doubtfire. You know, and here you have Mrs. Doubtfire. You know, screaming for you to like to put put it in your mouth, but not to put it in your mouth. It's <laughs> pretend. You know, and it was just like yeah, smi was, was, smile, dearie, smile, smile. Oh smile, my dearie. god. Put it oh. in your mouth. Put it in your mouth. No, don't actually do it, dearly. Just pretend. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Well, I'm not gonna I'm gonna be thinking about that. That's gonna keep me up at night. My god. That's that the, uh, uh, Mrs. D uh pretending uh, uh uh imagining Mrs. Doubtfire doing that to me is actually kinda hot to me. I knew it, Nick. I knew you'd say that. I knew you you sick son of a bitch. I knew you would get something out of it. <laughs> what, you, what can you, what can I say? I like the gal. Dude, you love she's Mrs. Pretty. She's oh. pretty. 
No, but like it was, uh, it was so, it was so scary. It was so scary. It was, it was genuinely terrifying. And you're like, I felt my heart like actually pick the beat picking up while it was happening. Uh, because it was just like, there was no winning. And I, I, in my head, I was like, you know, my brain immediately went to like, what would I do in this circumstance? If this man, like Robin Williams, like he, like he was erratic. Don't get me wrong. But like he, he, I was like, oh, do you bum rush him? Like, how the hell do you get that? Like that knife was also a scary knife. I just want to point that out. That was no small knife. And the, oh my god, it was so scary. It was just, it was terrifying. It was terrifying how geniusly and how like just strategically he got into the room and how easy it was for him to get into that hotel room. Crazy. Yeah, it's it's insane. Once again. It, it, it shows that there are people out there who can do it kind of easily. It's really scary. Um, uh, and I like that in that scene, like he's almost like playing a role almost like he's cause you know, he's so shy and, and insecure in real life. So he has to almost hype himself up to be like, okay, I'm going to be this madman, you know, this monster with yeah. a knife. Uh, so it's like, yeah, it's almost like he's playing the role of his father. Um, and uh, it's like, yeah, because it's like, yeah, he's taking pictures, really obscene pictures. So I'm sure, you know, from a character standpoint, he's like, all right, you got to do what your father did. You know, you act like your dad, act like your dad. It's like, Ugh. and uh, but I but you also see his conflicted nature in the scene. Like he's demanding and he's like, yeah, smile, do this. But then you see him being tortured when, while he's doing these things like like you see like. Yeah, he's like, go, do it. And then you see him, like, you know, like, touch his head and just go, like, you know, it's just like, oh, my God. Like, he's doing it, but he's also, like, hating himself for doing this. Like, it's just like, it's just like this back and forth nature of, like, monster and uh, and just, like, weak, pathetic guy. And it's just, like, super fascinating to me. Yeah, like, uh uh, sorry, hold on. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just thinking about it. And I'm like, oh Jesus Christ. Yeah, I know it's a lot. He, he almost doesn't want to, like, he doesn't want to hurt them, right? And so that, I think that's why he feels so like terrible, because like, oh, I don't want to be doing this, but like, he feels like he has to. It's fucked up. Exactly, he's a bad guy, but you understand things about him, about him, and you sympathize with him, and you understand the lines like that he won't cross. What do you think it was though with the the moments of lack of control? Like why why do you think that got to him so much? Because I found myself wondering about that. Where you know when, for example, when Will would uh, touch her, uh, but not, like you know, but he wasn't told to. Why do you think the like you know him doing something that he didn't exactly say to do was getting to him so much? Yeah, because um, I oh sorry, go ahead, Hunter. No, no, yeah, Nick, yeah. no Nick, no Nick. You go. No, no, me, no, no, me. no. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> no, I was, I was just gonna say, like, um, like something to do with his dad, right? Like his dad probably fucking did that and was all like super controlling about what he couldn't do in those situations. And then if he did it, something fucking bad probably happened. Right. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you, Hunter. Because yeah, I think like what's super interesting about the beginning of the movie is that like, yeah, he's a little creepy. He's this, you know, he's got pictures of them, you know, it's a little bad, but, um, but also like <clears throat> you get to see that, like he wouldn't hurt them. He, he wouldn't like cross 
a line necessarily like like where it's like he would like kill them or like it, you know he wouldn't like do that because he genuinely likes them which is what i think is super interesting about his character and his relationship to the family which i wish we explored maybe a tad more but i think is there um is that like yeah like he He's like most other movies, like he would be attracted to Connie Nielsen, to the wife. Like, like, you know what I mean? Like I was waiting for that. Like, oh, do you like the family just because you want like you like her? But like, no, it's not necessarily that. It's not like because he wants to genuinely like hang out with the kid. And he thinks it's super normal to hang out with the kid as as a like 50 year old or whatever. You know, it's just like it's just like, yeah, like he wouldn't really hurt them and, and he's he and the, the the moment he snaps is when the father is when he finds out that the the father's cheating and you see that it breaks his heart and he sees what like you were saying hunter that yeah this is like my father all over again i have to do something about it mm-hmm. so yeah Yes. <laughs> uh, I like how we all just got like really like introspective. Like, oh, wow. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Forgot I was on a podcast for a minute there. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. One of us has to say something. <laughs> Is this how this works? <laughs> like, oh, man. I'm just so in my thoughts right now. <laughs> yeah, because, because like every time I think about the movie, I like it a little more because like, because I, I, I think the pacing is a bit dull at points like i don't think like it was the like at least in my humble opinion like the most engaging thriller like i think like they could have gone a little farther in some areas of the story like it never at least in my opinion at least in my first viewing never quite reaches the heights of like the best character studies i.e uh taxi driver or a king of comedy like it like those were like 100 percent full-fledged like we get to know this crazy person so like like I, th- I think maybe if we got like if we fleshed out a little more i would be like very confidently like yeah this is totally awesome but i think this is a very brilliant performance by robin and i think the movie is solid and it does make you think and i think that's that's exactly what the best character studies uh, do yeah it's actually really interesting the more that we dive into his career I feel like I'm always at this point where I'm like, man, I really wish they gave him a better like story or script or something like that for it. Cause he's so good that it's like, guys, just let him go. Just let him go. Just let him go off. And I, I think we'll get there in that, in this series with, and we will, we definitely will. Yeah. But as of right now, like with this movie and like with all, almost all the other movies that we've done, I'm like, guys, just let him go. Just let him dive deep, man. And I think in a lot of ways he mm. does, I think a lot in a lot of ways he does in this movie. You Like, uh, when it comes to uh, 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 specifically the performance, like, mm. I think, I think, you know, I think what's so interesting is also like, yeah, he doesn't crack jokes. He, like, there's not even a moment because like birdcage it's a very pulled back performance it was very impressive but we got the fussy 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 you know uh, a scene uh martha graham martha graham but we love uh, that movie <laughs> we yeah we we love that movie um but we don't even get a moment like that like the, like because i was really waiting for like oh like what where's the scene where he goes like a little goofy but that doesn't happen this must this has to be one of the most pulled back performances i've seen from him Physically, yeah. you mean? 
Uh, just just like uh emotionally too just uh, like yeah, just yeah. the just the way he carries himself that like he's so meticulous and he's so like uh, just emotionally too just like yeah like he like he has that awkward energy where he's kind of like you know just call me uncle sai <laughs> but like he doesn't you know he's not really like going like zany like hey how you doing oh oh, oh you know that kind of thing Oh, oh, but also, uh, but it's interesting that like behind the scenes, he would play practical jokes on set. Like, you know, like, he oh, would, really? yeah, like, like behind the scenes, he would actually like, all right, like scenes over. <sighs> all right, let's crack jokes, guys. You know, let's, let's have fun. Like, oh, so, oh, so yeah. even, even during the filming of this movie, he couldn't like, not like make people laugh. Mm hmm. He, you know, like there's always there was there's always a part of him that's like, hey, let, I want to make sure people are happy and, and and laughing and enjoying themselves. So even though I'm playing this really dark character, I'm gonna be Robin, you know, for people and 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 be silly and be funny. Hashtag be Robin, dude. Hashtag be Robin. Hashtag Guys. be Robin. Just in general. Just in general. Yeah. Just in general. Oh man, Nick, that that story right there, I was tearing up. I was like. Fuck. <laughs> oh, such a good. Oh, that's that's refreshing. Too. And uh, and to prepare for the role, uh, he Robin Williams worked at a photo developing training facility. So like, like really, like, yeah, like he actually like, and he does this for for all of his roles. Like we mentioned this in Moscow and the Hudson. Like he learned Russian and he and he actually learned how to play the sax and and many other examples as we'll as we you know in our other episodes and and in the future. But like, yeah, like it's so interesting that like he would really take the time in and like really become the character. Yeah. Like with Aladdin, he went and lived in a, <laughs> went and lived in a lamp. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <love laughs> it's for the craft. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, He's committed, man. He's committed. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know who was originally offered the role of Psy? Oh, I love it. Give it to me. Jack Nicholson, how do we feel? That's no. really funny. Uh, yeah, I, I agree. No, absolutely not. But I can, <laughs> no. <laughs> no. But I can see why it could work also. I'm wondering, when did this come out? Um, this was uh, 2002? 2002. 2002. Yeah, yeah. 2002. Um, all right. Well, no, it's like 10 years later. But but like this had very much, um, actually maybe more than 10 years. I don't even remember when it came out. But uh, this had a mega like, Stephen King shining role uh, vibes to me a little bit as I was watching it. Not like not in the exact way of the shining, but it had like that kind of awkwardness where there's something not right within the pleasantries of the conversations, you know, and then, and then it'd be obviously a little bit more psychological thriller, but, um, uh, but the, but yeah, I just, I just could not see Jack Nicholson in this at all. Like I think he would have done a good job, but it needs fine. It, it would have been it would have been fine. Uh, but like, <laughs> it, but but it, it needed that kind of strange, strange genuine genuineness or or warmth that uh, that only I think Robin can do, and that Jack Nicholson couldn't do. Yeah, he's not a, he's he's not warm. He's so cold. I was about Yo, to say, but I I didn't want to be wrong. I was like. What the fuck was Jack Nicholson doing? He did something's got to give with Diane Keaton. Have you guys seen that movie? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I was like, yeah, no, no. Uh -uh. Anyway. 
Yeah, no. Uh, and you can quote me on that. Jack Nicholson, Jack Nicholson wants to fight because he's mad that we don't can't see him like being good in this role. You know, hit me up, Jack Nicholson. Yo, Jack, Jack, you want to start a fight, Jack? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Jack Nicholson, come at us, dude. Also, this is getting clipped. I'm tagging Jack Nicholson if he has any. <laughs> do it. Tag him. Do it. Jack Nicholson, dude, if you if you're worth what if I don't know what how this goes. <laughs> if you're worth your freaking bottoms, then come at us, man. That's right. That's right. You tell him. You tell Jack Nicholson. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wait, uh, Jack, hit us. You won't. You won't. You won't. You won't do it. Joke's on you. I'm just a voice. You can't hit me. <laughs> yeah, j- jokes jokes on you, Joker. <laughs> oh. And speaking of Joker, uh, th- this is not the first time Williams was up for a role that was first uh, meant originally for uh, Nicholson, uh, the Joker in 1989. Oh, right. uh, it's so interesting. Uh, I. Like so, so Robin Williams was considered for the Joker in that movie in 1989, Batman, uh, which would have been super interesting. I don't know if it would have been better. I don't know, but like it definitely would have been a great Joker. Um, but also, I was I was watching an interview with him very recently. Uh, I think he was promoting uh, Doubtfire, I believe, and and he mentions that like, yeah, Riddler, like I'm gonna do Riddler, like he says that, and it's like, huh. And so, like, obviously, obviously that doesn't pan out. But, like, it's interesting that, like, obviously he was maybe thinking of doing Batman Forever. Oh, man, him as the Riddler would have been fucking something. I think they've they've been trying when, you know, when he was alive, like, I think they they were trying to get him to be in a Batman movie for so long. I think there, there were even I don't know if the rumors are true or not, but like there were even rumors like, oh, maybe he'll be in the Nolan movies as. as Yeah. Yeah, as Riddler, or even I think some people maybe even uh, uh, said uh, uh, Hugo Strange and other Batman villains. I could have, I could have totally seen if he was, uh, you know, if he was still alive, that he would have absolutely slayed some role in uh, uh, the upcoming uh, Matt Reeves Batman as one of the villains, especially since it's more film noir and and. Uh, and detective story driven i I don't want to go too off topic but i could have totally seen him playing any of like five great batman villain roles in that yeah he would have been phenomenal yeah like i'm super excited for paul paul dano i think he's going to be fantastic but yeah yeah. robin williams as the as the riddler that would have been something so special i think But, but that's the beauty of him is that like even like you know he can do these insanely uh, creepy psychological roles, or or could do, I should say, uh, you know, and uh, but then also can be as zany as you know as Jim Carrey was for Batman Forever, you know. So he can he can just he just does it all so well, and it's all, no matter what, it's rooted in who Robin Williams is, and like in the end, he's lovable. He's so lovable, like you, like he he's creepy as hell in this one in uh in one hour photo but he is so lovable early on and he just seems like such a genuine genuine human being and uh yeah and it's just like it's crazy because, yeah 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 we love to see it yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um is there anything else you want to say hunter before i move on no i think i think that was beautifully said yeah, beautiful said, Nick. Beautiful said. So what else? Oh, you know what else is interesting? Uh, so Robin Williams is was 
uh, a fan of Japanese anime, and so he actually uh, uh, dropped in a, a anime reference. I don't know if you guys noticed this, but like, I don't know the anime, but I just know that behind the scenes, like he he wanted this kind of moment to happen, where like he get the toy that he gives to uh, the kid Jacob is is a anime character from Neon Genesis Evangel Evangelion. <laughs> is a, yes. is is how I'm gonna pronounce it. Um, but uh, it's funny that he says in the movie that it's like a good guy. Like, oh, this is a good guy, you know, but he, uh, the character wasn't. <laughs> so I think that perfectly sums up the character of Sai. <laughs> That's absolutely perfect. He's a good guy. No, he's not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, uh, oh, and uh, before, we, before we wrap up, uh, I, let's talk about the last scene for a second. Because I think his monologue at the end where... Um. Uh, yeah, the last scene is where he's at his most understanding and sympathetic. So his his subtle admittance of what happened to him kind of breaks your heart. That like that uh, his father uh, uh, was was doing very bad things to him, and uh, was uh, you know taking pictures of him naked, child pornography, and it's just like, and it's I, it's something I actually didn't notice. Uh, when I w finished it and I was like, wait, and I'm like looking up like research. I was like, wait, what happened? So I watched the last scene again <laughs> and I realized, yeah, that's right. He's admitting what happened to him. And I, it was so subtle. I didn't even catch it. <laughs> so I was like, that's brilliant. Like that recontextualizes everything, almost everything that I've seen in this movie. Like, like it just shows that. Yeah, he did. The pictures that he took, by the way, at the end, weren't the naked pictures of the of the of those two. Like it, like he didn't take them at all. And so, like I don't know, like he was playing the role of his father, but also like he was kind of doing, uh, kind of the, uh, kind of just like the polar opposite of what he's what his father did, where he's actually taking photos just like li of the little things, like the sink and the little little things like that. So in a way, it's like a declaration, like I am not my father, but in some, but in some ways, it is a declaration of that. So it's just like, it's just such a tragic end, and that once again, he doesn't kill anyone, and he's just kind of alone in his thoughts by the end. And then we see that that last picture, that final shot, like you said, Nick, where it's it's him smiling with the family, and that it's so chilling to me. Like it's like, what does this mean? Did he get what he wanted? Did, is this the photo like in his head? And I think at least this might symbolize, and I don't know what people think about the ending, but like this might symbolize that like now, uh, whatever happens now, Sai will always be a, a part of the family. Right. He, right. He, he's always going to be, uh, because of what has happened he'll never be forgotten by any of them, you know? And, and that's so, right. And I didn't even think about it like that. That's so creepy. Um, well done. <laughs> cause he's, cause in his story, in his, in his story, he's the hero and his goal right. is to be a part of the family. He got it. He got what he wanted. Right. Well, you know, and, and it, like, it, it, I think, <laughs> I think it does such a good job also of like, you know, going with the theme of, perception with him in this movie you know because that like that that sums up how he sees himself and it's interesting because like 
you know, like it, he like act, actually with the monologue I did in the beginning, you know, um, uh, you know about memories and like you know ha- like memories and the photos that we take uh, seem to run in hand. Where you know you don't always we, we tend to block out. I think a lot of the negative things or the things that we don't want to remember, right? We remember the good moments that we want to remember, or we remember things how we want to remember them as opposed to necessarily exactly as they happen. Same and you can, Oh, sorry. Uh, sorry. You can, you no, uh, just to piggyback a little bit, like you can even say that about negative emotions, like things that you constantly think of that are like negative, maybe didn't actually play out that way. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. It's all perception. And so, and the creepiest thing in my, like uh, that kept st- uh, sticking out to me is, you know, he has been taking those photos and imagining what this family is like for almost a decade that in his head, he is a part of the family. And he's probably a mat like in like it's amazing because to them, he's like the stranger at the store. But in his head, he probably knows them better than he thinks they know themselves. You know, like he's, he's, he's a he's he's Uncle Sai. He's Uncle Sai. Exactly. And it's just like it just like blurs the lines of what is uh not not only what is real and what is not real but like you know what is uh for for in his mind what is even a reality or not you know like like what is actually his memories with this family over time versus um you know what has he created as being this life which at the end is that photo i think which uh, which is so interesting yeah yeah, it, it's it's super super interesting. It just made me think a lot at the end. What are you gonna say, Hunter? Oh no, that that uh, <laughs> that just made me love this movie. <laughs> you just made Nicholas. You just made me love this movie. It's, it's Hell my, yeah! It's my it's my power. I somehow sometimes not all the time. Sometimes I I guess I convince people to change it's their minds because I just thought about okay. I've been working at a coffee shop, right? For like most of life, right? While pursuing this this acting thing. Ah, yeah. And dude, you really do feel like, not that I'm stalking anybody, right? <laughs> but like, you really do feel like you know people that like, <laughs> that like come in. <laughs> You know what I mean? It's like, oh, I just want to clarify. I am not stalking. People. Yeah, I'm <laughs> clarifying. I'm not stalking anybody. But if you're a regular, I. Th- I like feel like I know you a little bit because you come in all the time. You get your drink. I know what to get you. And we have a conversation. So it's like, oh, man, like you're a part of my life, but I'm not necessarily a part of your. You know what I mean? To somebody else, I'm just the guy that fucking gets their coffee. You know what I mean? But to you, but to you, they're, they're kind of maybe not everything, but they're like a substantial part of your life. Yeah, Because I see them every day and it's like, oh, I'm at work. So it's like, ah, it's already like now work. So it's like, oh, I see you every day. You're nice. I know what you get. This is a nice interaction. So it's that, that's very interesting that this movie is oddly relatable in a way. Exactly. I think that's the, right. the biggest, before we wrap up, I think that's the biggest key. That's key to the success of his performance is that it's relatable. You feel him. You understand him. You might, you might not uh, condone what he's doing, but I think with the best villains uh, that you understand him and that you, you empathize and at least you, you understand that he's a human being who was traumatized and is trying to uh, uh, do right in his own way. And so, like, you know, at, at the end, like, he, he feels like he, he did what was right, which was to stop a, a, a bad father from messing up a family. 
Yeah. Yeah. And I just want to state for the record that Hunter is not, in fact, stalking. Not stalking uh, anybody. <laughs> just want to reiterate. Yeah, I I could actually care less, or couldn't I couldn't care less. <laughs> but also, you're everything to me. <laughs> <laughs> perfect. All right, uh, that's a great way to to wrap up here. So uh, <laughs> that's perfect. Um, uh, watch out, guys! Hunter's coming to get you. <laughs> Um, <laughs> Uncle Hunter. <laughs> Uncle Hunter. <laughs> uh, okay, so Hunter, final thoughts. Uh, final thoughts. Actually, a great movie. Go watch this movie if you want to like freak out a little bit and see Robin Williams in a new light. Um, it's shot really well. The acting's really good. Yeah, solid movie. Solid movie. Uh, what would you give it out of 10? So last movie, I gave a 1.5 out of 10. <laughs> this movie, we're, we're flipping it around. I'm giving this movie an 8 out of 10. I liked it. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. What about you guys? Oh, <laughs> Nick. Oh, so, uh, not me. I, I'm not talking to myself. <laughs> <laughs> the other Nick. Um, no, I, I agree that I think, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's a really good psychological thriller. It is um, probably one of, uh, I would say it's the, most different is not English, I think, but that's the best way I can put it. It is uh, the most diverse we've seen Robin Williams, uh, I think, at least from my context of him. And, you know, and I'm going from like a, a lot of different dramatic movies with him also, just in terms of a character, this is such an edgier, different side to him. And it's so real and relatable because I feel like everyone knows like that one person who in some form in their life who is, you know, perhaps a little bit of a loner, but is very friendly, but you never really know someone. I'm not saying that that person in your life is a serial killer or has uh, not, necess issues. not necessarily, but also right. Nick Sapphire might be alluding to that. Right. I might, I might, I'm not saying it's the case, but who's to say, uh, <laughs> uh, but like, yeah, dude, I think it's a great movie. And I would say, uh, despite like the minor things in it that we talked about, I would, I would give it probably like a seven out of 10, I'd say. Hell yeah, hell yeah! I'm yeah, yeah. Ba I'm I'm battling between eight or nine. I I think the nine might only just be be, be because of initial reaction, but just because I'm so blown away by Robin Williams' performance in this, because it really is that good. I really do think like it's going to be hard to top this one in our miniseries. Uh, but I think for the movie itself, it's an eight out of ten. But I I do think he is incredible in this movie, and I do think he should have got some kind of award uh, recognition for for this role because I really do think it's that good, and uh it, and he uh, he just uh he just sucks you in into his character, and he makes you cringe, but it, he also kind of made me tear up at the end if I'm being honest. Uh, so yeah, a great character. Uh, so yeah, uh, eight out of ten. Uh, a great, great, great performance by Robin. We love it, Nick. Where does it? Where does it? Uh, where does it rank? Number one, baby. Like by oh. far. Yeah, dude. Pew, pew, pew. I, pew, pew. Kept bringing the bringing it back in the pew pews. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> but I, I I really do think it's that good. I think it's his best performance. It's the best performance we've covered so far in the mini series. Is is it the best movie? Actually, maybe. Actually, but 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 also. <laughs> 
everything is perfect <laughs> better than fucking garp oh fuck yeah um but i think i think it, it, if it's not slightly better than birdcage it's kind of on the same level quality wise but uh but i i i really dug the performance i think it's like just so yeah it's just everything you want in a villainous uh robin performance so i think like oh he really could do it all uh, so that's it's my number one uh, right now in the miniseries. So yeah, one hour photo, Birdcage, Moscow on the Hudson, Insomnia, Doubtfire, Hook, and all the way, forever and always, on the fucking bottom, the world according to Garp! Garp! The world according to Garbage! Um, <laughs> so fucking bad. <laughs> Oh God, uh, Hunter! Hunter, why did we watch that movie? (laughs) Oh, the movie ages like milk. Like it just gets worse and worse and worse. So, uh, Hunter, where where would you put this performance in the in uh, on your list? I'm struggling. I don't know if it's number one or if it's number two behind Birdcage. I don't know. I really don't know. It's a, and and you know what? If yeah. some, for some reason you can't place Honestly, it, can't. next episode tune in next week for for Hunter's yeah, placement. Next week, no, really, I think I'm gonna have to have to sit on it a little bit because I'm. I was thinking, I was literally thinking about it all day. I was like, where the? I don't know. I don't know. So I'm gonna have to sit with it. And so. that's okay. You're the you're the worst person I know, but it's okay. <laughs> All I know is that Garp's on the bottom and Hook is like way above it for some reason. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, so, and it's just gonna get even crazier this mini series. Like we yeah. we got we we're we're almost coming to the heavy hitters. It's gonna be crazy. Um, uh, before we say goodbye to the lovely viewers, Nick Sapphire, Nick, thank you so much for for being such a wonderful guest. Thank you so much for having me, dude. I had a blast. Hunter, a pleasure. Yes, it was outstanding meeting you. And also, you, I, I don't know, you blew my mind with some of the comments that, uh, that you made today. So thank you for coming on and blessing me with those. Appreciate it, bro. Yeah, for sure. It was a blast. Amazing, amazing, amazing. <laughs> all right. <laughs> so uh, thank you all for listening to NYC Actors Talk. Robin Williams. We are everywhere you listen to podcasts. That's right. Uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, uh, I don't know, the, the toilet. The tongle. Tongle. If you're listening on a Tongle, go get another one. <laughs> another one. Uh, so, yeah, we're, we're, we're basically anywhere you listen to podcasts. We have a website at uh, NYC Actors Talk Film. We have a YouTube channel, NYC Actors Talk Film. Shout out to Joey Dalton for the amazing artwork. Uh, Tune in next week where we'll talk Awakenings 1989. Please rate, review, and subscribe. Uh, Nick, uh, where can we find you, TikTok boy? Oh, oh, back for more. Um, You can find me at at Nikki and Gabe on TikTok or at Nick Sapphire on Instagram. Those are the two, baby. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh, amazing thanks again for listening we've been nyc actors talk film and i just took pictures it is pictures that's it